0: Welcome to LHA Church podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith, to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message, man. If you'll take out your Bibles this morning and turn with me, let's go to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter number six. We're going to continue today in our "You Ask for It" series. And uh, we're going to see what the Lord has today to speak to our hearts and speak to our lives about today. Hebrews chapter 6, once you've found it, you can uh, sit aside for a moment and we're going to work our way together to that text. I want to ask you a question this morning. When, When I say the word hope, what thoughts come to your mind? The word hope. What pictures, what events, what situations come to your mind? This past week, the Farmer's Almanac released its prediction for the winter. Yeah, it's almost even hard to say that word, isn't it? <laughs> Many of you probably saw their predictions. You didn't let me give you some of the headlines. Soak up the sun while you still can because it's going to be a long winter. (laughs) Aren't you glad you came to church to be encouraged today? (laughs) Our extended forecast is calling for yet another freezing, frigid, and frosty winter for two thirds of the country. Last year's predictions called for a long, notice that word there, snowy winter, and unfortunately it turned out to be correct. The Farmers' Almanac promises the upcoming 2019 and 2020 season will be another wild ride with frigid temperatures and hefty snowfalls affecting the majority of the country. And now that you feel better, I think the majority, Amen, <laughs> Mike. I'm with you there. I think the majority of us in this room probably have the same uh, response after the moaning and the groaning and the the disappointments have stopped. I think we would all probably come together and we'd say, "I hope they're wrong. I hope we don't have that kind of a winner." But you know the. <laughs> And for that one, we're going to prayer. (laughs) You know, I think as we come to that place, we use the word hope. And I want to tell you that today, for the follower of Jesus Christ, when we use the word hope in that way, it's really not hope at all, is it? What we're really saying is, it would be nice... If they were wrong, and it'd be nice that they were so wrong, it'd be 70 degrees all through the winter. That's what we really mean when we say, I hope they're wrong. What we're really saying is we desire winter to be to our liking. But that's not really what hope is really about true hope true hope has more than just a desire attached to it when you look up in the uh, dictionary the word hope you will find it defined in this way and i have to tell you i you know i opened up i've had a dictionary on my shelf for probably 30 years it's the same dictionary i've used over and over again this week i almost had a spiritual meltdown as i As I was opening up and I was looking at the word hope, because the definition that was given in the dictionary for the word hope is this, desire accompanied by expectation. Desire accompanied by expectation. I would submit to you this morning that most of the hope that we know in this world is really just based on desire. But nothing to hold on to. No real spirit of expectancy. No real spirit of anticipation. You know, this morning, I have to tell you, I, uh, Paul and I did not talk about uh, worship today or my message until both things were already completed and put together. And actually what I realized this morning is all during worship, all we did was declare hope today. This place was filled with words of hope. It was filled with singing that was hopeful. The the whole thing about today, every song we sang was attached to hope. It was desire that was accompanied by an expectation. I would tell you today that for the one who's placed their trust in Jesus Christ, there is a hope That will hold you when you don't have anything else to hold on to. It's a hope that's based in desire that's accompanied by an expectation. You see, the world around us today may be lost in a fog, if you will, of no hope, no future, nothing to cling to. Right now, when you watch the news or you pick up the the paper or you uh, open up your electronic device, it seems like we are in a whirlwind right now, and people have no hope, they have nothing to look forward to, and they're worried about tomorrow, and, and what's going to happen is it's kind of like the world right now is lost in the ecstasy of no hope. But for the follower of Jesus Christ... My friend, I want to declare to you today that there is a hope that will hold on to you. It's a hope that will carry you through when you can't carry on. Hebrews chapter 6, that's our text. Would you look there with me? Hebrews 6, beginning in verse number 13. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, He swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. Notice this next phrase. And so after waiting patiently, hope is desire accompanied by what? Expectation. When you have hope, you can wait patiently. Notice the text says Abraham... After he waited patiently, Abraham received what was promised. I declare to you today on the authority of the word of God that God has never failed in one promise he's ever made. God has never spoken and not come through on his word. So listen, if you'll have hope, desire that's accompanied by expectation, it'll carry you through the storms, it'll carry you through the trials, and you'll be there when the promise comes to fruition. Wow. Notice the text. It says people swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said. Notice this, and it puts an end to all the argument. There's a lot right there. We don't have time this morning for that. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. Impossible. It is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become the high priest. Notice this word, forever. In the order of Melchizedek, he had no beginning and no end. Forever. Forever he is God. Forever he makes intercession on our behalf. Forever we're not alone. Forever he's not left us. Forever, he's always there at the breath and the mention of his name. Forever, he is God. I want to focus our attention this morning on verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It's about a hope That holds you. If hope is desire that's accompanied by expectation, then true hope will hold you. True hope will hold you when everything else is let go. True hope will see you through when you can't see what's in front of you. True hope will carry you, friend, when you can't carry on. True hope is found in Christ Jesus. True hope in Christ looks past the present circumstances. It looks past the conditions around you, and it causes you to say, this season I'm in won't define me. This present circumstance I'm going through, it's not my place of residence. I'm just passing through all this stuff. Y'all ever had some stuff you had to get through? said, I'm going through all this stuff on the way to get what God has for me. Romans 5, verses 3 through 5 says, we can rejoice too and we run into problems and trials. Y'all ever had any problems and trials? We run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance... Develop strength of character. How many of you know we need strength of character? Yeah. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. This season I'm going through, God is using it to develop me. I'm not staying here. I'm moving on through these present things. Hope founded in God, sees through the present, and looks to the future. That's why Paul said in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 12, I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced. I'm convinced desire accompanied by expectation. I am convinced that he's able to guard what I have entrusted to him, what? Until that day. It looks through the present and sees the future. Whew. You're going to think this is strange. I want to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray today. Oh, God, I pray the spirit of hope will fill hearts and lives. God, I pray today for fresh revelation from your word. God, we've not come today just to hear a nice religious talk. God, we need something of substance. We need something we can grab a hold of. We need an anchor that'll hold us when we're in the storms of life. God, we need something to hold us when we can't hold on. God, I'm trusting you today for revelation. I pray for every person in this room. Hope will become a revelation in their heart And in their life, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 For hope to to be real hope, to be true hope, hope that will hold us, I want to challenge you with a few thoughts today. Hope must be anchored in something more than this world. Hope must be anchored to something more than this world hope. True hope begins when we trust Jesus to be our Savior and our Lord. The day when we invite Him, Lord, I invite you to be the Lord of my life. Today, Lord, I ask you to make me your son, your daughter, your child. Today, Lord, I want to be yours. When we make Jesus the Lord of our lives, the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have gone away, and behold, everything has become new. When you make Jesus the Lord of your life, it's a new way of living. Thinking and being have changed. The way I conduct myself the way I do life, the way I live this life, the way I approach problems, the way I approach circumstances, the way I approach mountains and valleys in front of me change when I have received Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. The words of an old song declare it well for us. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood, and righteousness when we come to know Jesus as Savior things change what was once desire has now become desire with expectancy all of a sudden the things we used to place our hope in suddenly have no roots no foundation and nothing to build on true hope must be anchored in something more than the temporary things of this world. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 3 says, "Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth, that's when we come to Christ. The Bible says You must be what? Born again. He says he's given us new birth. Notice this into a living hope. Those are important words. Into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's a living hope. It's not frail, it's not shifty, it's not just the hope of the past. It's a living hope today. That's why when you and I are faced with trials and it feels like you're going down for the last count and all of a sudden something stands up on the inside of you in that moment it declares, I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me and called me according to his purpose. Something stands up and says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but all those who rise up against you in judgment, you shall condemn for this is the heritage of the servant of the Lord something rises up in a moment of need and says my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory something while you're waiting patiently rises up and says not one of his good promises has ever failed When you're wondering if he's just a God of the past, something rises up and says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I may not know what tomorrow may be, but I know the one who holds tomorrow in his hands. It has become a living hope inside of me. It's not stale. It's not old. It's not all dried, crusty, and done away with. It is a living hope. Verse 13 in our text says, When God made his promise to Abraham, this whole thing started with God. When God made his promise, when God made his declaration over your life, when God gave you and I a new reason to live, things begin to change. Friend, when you put your hope in other people, they'll fail you. When you place your hope in money, it'll leave you. You ever have a week and you got uh, you were planning the week out and you thought, wow, when I get to the end of the week, I'm gonna have this much money. And you got the end of the week, and something happened to the this is what you thought you'd have. Money is one of those things you know it is so easy to get away from you. It's almost like it's intended to leave you. When you place your hope in those things, when you place your hope on things you have, they'll fall apart. When you place your hope in anything of this world, friend, all you have is desire. I hope, I desire that it'll all turn out okay. I hope everything works out all right. But when you place your hope in God, it becomes desire that's accompanied by an expectation. Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It's expectation. Expectation that sees beyond today. Expectation that sees beyond what I have. Expectation that goes beyond the money that's in my pocket. Right now there's a no lick in it. <laughs> expectation goes beyond what I can see. Expectation goes beyond and says it's, Help us, Lord, right here with this one. Expectation goes beyond what I can provide and expects my God to take good care of me. We sang about a little earlier. The Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. He's the defender behind me. I won't fear. I'm filled with anointing. My cup is overflow who makes your cup overflow it's not you my friend it's the god of expectation he causes my cup to overflow no weapon can harm me i won't fear why i have desire accompanied by expectation Desire that's been accompanied by expectation says in Philippians 4:19, and my God will meet all your need according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Hope has to be anchored in something that's that's beyond this world. Secondly, I would tell you that true hope that holds you has to be anchored. To something that is stronger than you are. Look at verse 13. Since there was no one greater for him, speaking about God, no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself. In this life, when we look at our ability, when we look at our resources, and you and I are confronted with a great circumstance. The truth is most of the time we are filled with fear and worry and anxiety. Because I don't have it. The problem is bigger. How many of y'all have all ever come up against a mountain that was bigger than your ability to handle? You didn't have the words. You didn't have the thinking. You didn't have the plan. You didn't have the way out of this thing. We have the desire to come out of it. But, friend, we need more than desire. We need desire that's accompanied by an expectation. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this, but my eyes are on him. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to get there, but my eyes are on him. I know he who began the good work in me, he will complete it. When you and I look to the God we serve, the Bible tells us there's no one greater than our God. You know, I I had the the thought this morning while we were in worship. Worship around here is so important. And and let me tell you why. Because all week long, you're going to turn on the news. It's going to be bad news. I don't care what station. Everybody's got their own news station, don't they? Whatever's your news station, I got a good word for you. It's all going to be negative. Never do they put front page good news. It's all bad news. I can tell you, it's going to be difficulty. It's going to be bad news. There's going to be trouble all around us. And when we come together and you go to work and the people around you, everybody's stuck on terrible. It's just terrible. I got this problem. It's terrible. You go into work, well, the wife left over the weekend or the husband left over the weekend. I wish the kids would have left over the weekend. (laughs) It's just terrible. And that's all you hear. You go into work and everybody's fussing and fighting and feuding and all this is going on. And when we come in here, I have never, I've been in church my entire life and I have never been a part of a church Where I could stop and I could stop seeing it and I could just stand there and I could hear the church worshiping, praising. I hear people around me declaring who God is. I hear people around me saying, God, you're so great and you're so mighty. Listen, you don't hear that on any news channel. You don't hear that when you go to work. It's so, We come in here, and as a group, we are declaring, You are my God. You're my great shepherd. You'll take care of me. You'll watch over me. No mountains too big. No valleys too deep. God, You will take care of me. Man, it's so important that we engage in that process. Oh, Father... Listen, friend, worship is not all just about you and what you get from it. There may be somebody standing next to you, and the bottom fell out from underneath their feet yesterday, and they need to hear all they've heard since then is how bad and terrible and rotten everything everything. They may need to hear somebody saying, God, you are mighty. God, you are faithful. God, you're here with me. No wonder the word says, with a loud voice, declare the praises of God. That part was free. That wasn't in the notes today. Listen, it's so important that we're in this kind of an atmosphere. People say, why do I need to go to church? Honey, why wouldn't you want to go to a place where you're going to be encouraged? It's about being built up. Because how many of y'all know Monday's coming? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody says, thank God, it's Friday. Nobody ever says, thank God, it's Monday. (laughs) When we look at our ability and our resources and we are confronted by great situations, we are only filled with fear and worry and anxiety, which leads to desire alone. But when I look to God, the Bible tells us there's no one greater than our God. The Bible says there's not one that can even... You can't even find anybody that you can compare to God. And well, people say, well, there's good and evil. And how many of you know the devil was created? Guess who created him? God! You can't even compare the creator and the creation. Paul said these words... We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. I want you to hear this thought this morning. Your hope can be no greater than the anchor that's holding it. Your hope can be no greater than the anchor that's holding it. Now, we all know that anchors are usually associated with ships or boats. An anchor is heavy. It's it's usually a huge chunk of iron that is cast down to the bottom of the the sea or the lake or wherever the boat is at. It's down to the bottom, and they're trying to hook it to something that is solid so that it will give the ship some stability. In rough, stormy weather a ship without an anchor is left to the power of the storm and the storm will blow the ship as it wills and it's very dangerous because a storm can push a ship right into the rocks and destroy it but when they anchor the ship to solid rock It will hold the ship even though the storm rages. When we anchor to the world, there's nothing you can hold on to in the time of storm and testing. When you anchor in the world and the storms blow, you are left to the mercy of the storm. But my friend, when you anchor your life in God, the storm is left to the mercy of the God we serve. Because nothing, nothing can change his word. Nothing can change his plan. Nothing can change his purpose for you. I can tell you today with this hope in Christ the anchor will hold in spite of the storm. Our hope is anchored in the ancient of days, the one who was and is and is to come. His name is the God of all hope. We've heard that He's the God with whom all things are possible. We've heard that He's the one who has proven Himself faithful and true the word says not one of his good promises has ever failed there are many things that you've probably experienced god being in your life but probably if i was to give one word to describe what he's been in jerry galloway's life i would tell you he's been faithful He's been faithful when I wasn't faithful. He's been steady when I wasn't steady. He's the one who's proven himself faithful and true. Psalm 42 and verse 11. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope. In God I will praise him again my Savior and my God I can tell you friend that if all you have of hope is just desire you will be discouraged if all you have is desire your heart will be filled with sadness it's like I described to you earlier we're going through something and all of a sudden something rises up on the inside of us and says I will put my hope in God because he's the God of power the God who has power to change our circumstances the God who has power to change our lives the God who has power to change doctors reports the power to change financial situations the power to transform the power to forgive the power to cleanse the power to break habits the power to deliver we sang about it earlier man when we were singing my God is awesome Oh, he's so awesome. He can do anything. He has power. Power. Romans 15 and verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that, I love this part, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the God of all hope. So when the storms rage, we say, let the storm rage. When the winds blow, we say, let the winds blow. Because today we have hope that goes beyond the storm. Thirdly, and last of all this morning, true hope that holds you must be anchored in something that's trustworthy. Look at verse 18. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is, we're going to say it again. Say the word with me. Impos- say it one more time. Impossible for God to lie. How many times in life do we use the word hope? Well, I sure hope they get here on time. Y'all ever been had a place and everybody's supposed to be there at 5.30 and the most important people, it's 5.40. You're looking and you're calling and you're texting and you're wondering where they're at. Sure hope they get here on time. Sure hope the money comes in before the bill's due. You ever been there? I sure hope they don't let me down again. I'll tell you, when that type of language and thinking process fills our minds, I'll be honest with you, I don't feel confident. I don't feel encouraged. Actually, I feel hopeless because I'm thinking that my hope is all built on somebody else or something else. And all those things have the ability to fail. Remember, True hope is desire accompanied by expectations. How many of y'all have expectations? Y'all are expecting me to get you out of here at a certain time. <laughs> yep. Some of y'all stomach growling right now. I'm expecting him to hurry up. I'm expecting that when I go out today and I turn the key over in the car, the car going to start. Expect You see, you don't even think. When you came in, you just came in, plopped down your seat. Nobody thought, will this chair hold me up today? It was expectation, wasn't it? You didn't even think about it. This hope we're talking about today, listen, friend, it can only come through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when it comes, there is desire that is accompanied by an expectation. It is so absolutely essential that we make this connection. Because when all these things, other, other things happen, I don't feel confident, I don't feel encouraged, but rather I feel helpless. This, though, is a hope that will hold you, and you can stand. And sometimes we have to do this. You can stand facing the wind and the waves and in face of the wind and the waves you can declare by faith I know my Redeemer lives and I know He'll bring me through this. Through it all I've learned to trust Him. Through it all I've found Him faithful and true. Through it all, he's never failed me. Through it all, he's never let me down. He's the anchor, and the anchor holds in spite of the storm. You can count on him, you can trust in him. When you can't trust in anything else, when everybody else that you know has left your side, he will still be with you. When everyone has turned their back on you, he will still be there. Friend, he's trustworthy. It's about a hope that's desire by expectancy. I can have that expectancy because he can be trusted. I can expect to come out of this trial better. Hmm. That's a word for somebody today. I come out of this trial better because of him. I come through as a victor and not a victim because of him i come through listen let me tell you the good news when you read the book the book will tell you trials and tribulation the book will tell you about people who've risen and fallen the book will tell you all kind of things but when you get to the very end of the book the book declares that through it all we win I've seen a lot, but we win. I've gone through a lot, but we win. The enemy knocked me down, but in the end, we win. Oh, I've been through all kinds of stuff, but we win. This desire accompanied by an expectation. It's about hope. It's about hope. Hope, my friend, that will hold you. Hope that will hold you. There's some of you today in this room that I know are walking through some very difficult places in life right now. You're walking through some valleys. Some of them have, you know, the 23rd Psalm says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's a fearful valley, isn't it? Let's just be honest. It's a scary valley. It's a valley where I don't know and I don't have control. You know, you want to scare a person, just take away their control. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, some of y'all are walking through some difficult places, and you can't see tomorrow, and you can't see the way you're going to make it out of your present circumstance. My prayer all this week has been that God would reveal, God would reveal today that you and I are not without help. We're actually a people of hope. A hope that sees beyond the desire that you have. And it's connected with an expectancy. The psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My expectancy is not found in anything else. You know what? I love my wife. I'm committed to my wife. She and I have walked a long journey. We're just going to finish it up. There's a lot of things I can count on her for. But I'll be honest with you my expectancy is not in her. And her expectancy is not in me. Because we have the possibility of failing. But I want to tell you well, the one that you've hooked your life up with today, friend, he's got a good track record. He's trustworthy, he's never failed, he's never let anybody down, he's never walked away. People have said, "Well, I wasn't sure what happened. Some how I mean, you know sometimes it feels like he walked away." And when we have that feeling, some of us jump ship. We say, "I'm getting out of this boat." I word says he will never leave you it's not based on what I feel it's about desire accompanied by an expectation would you bow your heads this morning my father and my god this morning we come to you lord with boldness we come to you today with hearts uh, in need of you my lord I'm so thankful today, Father, that you are the God of all things. I thank you that there's no one greater than you. I thank you that there's nobody else that we can connect with that's like you. No one else we can trust in, depend on, like you. Father, I ask you today, I ask you today that you'll be with each person in this room today. And Lord, I ask that you accomplish your purpose and your plan in them. They're not here by accident. You brought them here today for a specific purpose. And Father, I ask that you will accomplish that in them today. In Jesus' name, with heads continued, bowed, I would ask the believers quietly across the room that you would be praying today. Friend, today maybe you don't, uh, maybe you've not yielded your life yet to Jesus Christ and this whole hope thing, this whole expectancy thing you're not sure about because you've not had a relationship with him. You've heard about the kind of God he is. But you have not you've not experienced the kind of God that he is. And I just, before we go any further right now, I just want to give you the opportunity this morning, friend, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I will not tell you this morning, if you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, he'll make all the problems go away. I will not tell you today that if you give your life to Jesus, everything is going to be perfect. But what I will tell you today is if you give your life to Jesus and you find yourself in the storm, he'll go in the middle of the storm with you. When you find yourself in difficulty, he will be with you. You will not be alone. Today, if you've not yet yielded your heart and life to Jesus Christ, you just say, I need Jesus. I need the kind of hope. I need the expects that you've been talking about today, Pastor. And you say the Lord's been dealing with my heart. Maybe some of you, you've been having this gnawing feeling, and you've been saying, "You know what? We need to get back in church. We need to, we need to go back to church. I need to get in the house of God." Maybe that's what brought you here today. You say, "Pastor, I just need an up-to-date relationship with Jesus today. I need Him in my life, friend." If that's you, would you just lift your hand right where you're at? And say, "Please, remember are in prayer, friend. I'm not going to." Oh yeah, I'm not going to embarrass you Just just as a, a point of contact this morning If that's you, would you just lift a hand and say Remember me in prayer this morning Remember me in prayer this morning I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior Father, I pray for every person in this room today God, every one of us are a different place on the journey. For those that came today and there's a lot of questions in their mind and they're wondering what's this whole thing about, Lord, I just ask that you'll just make yourself very real to them today. Lord, maybe bring just the right person by to speak the right, person, the right things at the right time to them. I pray heavily, Father, for every person in this room, Lord, your plan and your purpose would be fulfilled in their life. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? As we close our time together today, we all walk um, in different seasons of our life some of those seasons, maybe right now some of y'all are in a season and and everything's great, everything's wonderful, couldn't be better. Some of y'all are in a season and you see trouble on the horizon. You know, in the beginning of the message this morning, I shared with you the predictions of the meteorologist. Some of you have gotten predictions, if you will. It's come maybe through a doctor's report or husband or wife that said you know what if things don't change I'm out of here a job they walked in maybe last week and said you know what we're not sure about your position here with the company and we don't know what the next 90 days are going to be like for you something's been spoken and you're like man I, it's out of my control and I don't know how to deal with that but you've got a situation in your life today say I just need I need God's help let me tell you something sometimes when we get in the need expectancy doesn't immediately come I don't often feel full of expectation but here's what I do I run to him I would remind you King Jehoshaphat had this vast army came against him he said Lord we don't know what to do but our eyes are on you. God, I, I don't feel real expected right now. In fact, God, I feel a little afraid and worried. But God, I trust you. I'm putting my hope in you today. So friend, if you've got a situation today, what would you just like to do? We'd like to offer the opportunity to pray with you today. Because I think we all could say, we've all been in those difficult places, haven't we? We all needed somebody to come along beside us stand with us. That's what prayer is about today. We're going to pray together and believe God to be with you and to meet the need even while you patiently wait for the promise to come through. So today I'm going to ask Paula if she'll begin to sing. And today if you would like to have prayer. If you'd like for someone to agree with you in prayer today for your situation in life, doesn't matter how small or how big, you just say, I'd like to have prayer. And she begins to sing. What I'd like to ask you to do is step out from where you're at. Would you make your way down here to the front? And we're just going to come alongside and pray with you today and believe God for your need. So if you'd like prayer today, would you come as they sing this morning?
1: across the house, Can we lift our hands one last time to Jesus? All across the room. God, we lift our hands to you, God, in faith. God, thanking you, God, that you are the strong anchor to our soul. Lord, this week, God, we're not going to rely, God, on the world, other people. I pray you would keep bringing us back to relying that you are the anchor. You are the one holding us. You are the one that has everything we need. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak blessing over these people. God, I pray for every single man, every single woman that's in the house right now, that, God, you would surround them, God, with your angels, that, God, you would surround them with your Holy Spirit, that, God, they would be strong men and women for you, that no matter what comes their way, that they will stay strong with you, Jesus, for in Christ, Lord, we have all we need. God, I pray that you would keep reminding me them to come into your presence to pray. I pray God they would be saturated with the word this week and I pray God you would bring people to them that they can tell them about you God. Lord I pray this week God Lord that our week God would be so filled with you in the name of Jesus. Draw us closer to you this week Jesus. Draw us closer than we've ever been before. Thank you, God, for each man, and woman, child, teenager that's here today, God. I just speak blessing over each one of them in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory, Lord, for today that we could be in this house, God, freely worshiping you. Help us not to take it for granted, God. We give you praise, God, for what you're going to do in our life this week. Hallelujah. And everyone said together, I want to encourage you. With all my heart, to stay in the presence of God this week. Find more time this week, somehow, some way, than you did last week to be in prayer. Go off into a room, in your car, wherever, and talk to Jesus and let Him speak into you. I want to encourage you to be in the Word this week, whether you listen to it on an audio, whether you read it, however you get it. Get the word in you this week, no matter how busy you are. And I want to encourage you, if someone comes your way and needs the hope, that God will give you the boldness you need to be able to tell them Jesus is the way. We love you. Be strong in the Lord. God bless you. Have a good day today and probably a good day off of work tomorrow for a lot of you. We love you. God bless you. God bless you. We love you so much. Be strong in Jesus. He's always faithful to you.